Welcome, everybody. Bob Ryan, Gary Tankway here. It's Jeff Goodman is feeling a little under the weather. Uh, he is uh, on the DL, as they say. So we're going to do our best to fill in for Mr. Goodman. And not the IR. Feeling, I, I, IR. Not the me. IR. No, no, but the DL, but not the IR. But not the IR. Correct. Yeah, is, he will be back next week. But I'm never worried because Mr. Ryan always has enough to say. Uh, this portion of the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Okay, we're not going to necessarily break down the game, but I just want to talk about the whole concept of the Warriors coming out and defeating the Celtics the other night because a lot of people are like, whoa, the Warriors aren't done. And my feeling with all of this, Bob, and I think it's because we've been in the business so long, there's no kidding the Warriors aren't done. I mean, of course, you know, now they're a game about after that, after that win, they were a game about 500. But did anybody think that the, the defending champs were going to lay down to the, to the Celtics coming into their building? No. The fact that the Warriors won that game is not a surprise to me. There's no cause for alarm for the Celtics. Good for the Warriors. Both teams could be in the finals again. I bet they circled that game on their calendar when the schedule. Sure. And, and even though they did win, I'm sure they wanted to remind the Celtics of who they were when that schedule came out. I'm, I'm sure of that. Interesting juxtaposition. They were coming off a, 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 I was thinking about it. It wasn't a bad loss in the sense that they played poorly against Utah. They lost a weird game in the end. You know, one of those crazy things that happens. They played well enough to win, but they did lose coming. And the Celtics, meanwhile, cruised in coming on a high with that demolishing of the, of the Suns and, and I don't know where their heads were, you know, we don't know where their heads were, whether there was any kind of a, of a, of a, of a you know, we're gee, aren't we wonderful thing. The, the big takeaway, and I agree, I agree with you. It's, it was December 9th, for God's sake. It's not going to have ramifications. But I do think that it was a re- reminder that they are who they, we, who they have been, you know. And uh, though that they are in eighth place right now and they're only one over 500, they're playing better. And Thompson's going to gradually get back. He, he, he's to life and he, he certainly showed it the other day um two takeaways one uh negative is that uh, um this was this gave fuel to the there are curry critics you know that and and the criticism of him is that he's soft and that this was proven in the finals and remind and and reproven the other night in the minds of those people who don't like him he contributed to their you know he, he gave him fuel to the fire he was terrible okay and, and I thought I liked the way that Gary Washburn uh, described it in the Boston Globe uh, on this morning, which was he reverted to the 2019 when things went bad, taking bad shots, looking for shots, not not playing the way he's been playing all year. He reverted. OK, so he reverted in one game, you know. All right. And you're talking about Tatum. Yes. yes. I said Curry, didn't I? Yeah, you said Tatum, Curry. But I yeah, you're about Tatum, 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 Tatum. Yeah. And um, OK, he reverted in that game. So let's see how he bounces back in these two games in Los Angeles. I think he will. All right. But he's still human. That was good. Second takeaway, they were hurt by Kevin Looney badly. And 
this is where Robert Williams comes in. And we have to remind people what they have done is remarkable because they've done what they've done to this point without Robert Williams. And, and Robert Williams was a focal, a central figure in their great run from January on last year. And, and will be again, I think. So, you know, the, um, next time they play the Warriors, Kevin Looney's not going to be roaming the earth like the way he did the other day, assuming that Robert Williams is in that lineup. I do think if Robert Williams is healthy in the finals, the Celtics should be the favorite. Yeah, if they, if they continue to play. So I'm giving them a mulligan, but, and, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm very willing to give them a mulligan and, and on this game. And, and I, but I, I want to see how they bounce back. And, and yeah, with, I'll give them a mulligan too. Two LA uh, games. Yeah. Also, I think, you know, where Tatum is still human, I think, I, I think the, the only concern is, and I think there's, there's no reason why Jason Tatum won't learn for this. It's still about composure and, you know, when things are going great, you know, players can play well. It's how do you handle it when things aren't going well? How do you keep it on the rails? Now, last, it's one game. It's one game. And we have seen Jason Tatum mature greatly. But I hope we don't see it again. Well, the other thing, too, was team-wise, they have been an extremely proficient three-point shooting team. And it's almost been a case of live by the three, die by it. And they died by oh, it the cool. other night as well. We've wondered aloud, has anyway, how long can they keep up that that tremendous rate that they were, you know, and if there's going to be a little market correction here for, for a while, they're going to have to find other ways to win. And and uh, they've been relying on, reliant on those threes all year thus far. And and so that uh, that that was a reminder that there sometimes you, have, you you it's not a good way to go. So um, that said, let's see how they come out of this. You're right. Let's see the, the key is how they react to this. One stumble, and that's all. It's one. Uh, otherwise, so, agree. We wouldn't have been uh, having this conversation after that Phoenix game, that's for sure. You know, and and uh, so that just shows you what they're capable of. Uh, Zion is your guy. Putting basketball on the map in New Orleans, and what we have seen—we started to touch on it last week. What we have seen from this guy is when healthy. When healthy, do you think he can be a LeBron type player? Well, he's not. A, he's a, he's his own self. He's a, he's specific. There, there's nobody like him, right now. I mean, he's that body and the way he plays uh, and his style. Um, it, it's it's it, there's nobody that can do what he does the way he does it, bulldozing his way to the basket. Either way, he had a very nice right hand finish. I saw last night as well as his traditional left hand finish. Uh, he's got that part of the game down, and that's all he needs. He also. Occasionally steps out and he drilled a three last night, but you know, and, and, but you can't stop him from doing what he wants to do most nights. He, he's on, he's got back to back 35s now. Um, and, and the big issue with him from day one, going back to Duke as is, and I'm sure it goes back to high school is, is, is it a body for basketball? And, and, and I'm telling you that the history of this league I've, I've seen over 53 years, is that it? It the bodies like that betray you sooner rather than later. As a rule, hopefully he'll be the exception. We, I want him out there. I want to see him in the game. I oh, think sure. he's wonderful for the game. People love him. But meanwhile, uh, they got more stuff going on a little bit. You know, they got McCallum now. You know, and and uh, when Ingram's hurt at the moment, I believe. But but uh, you know, he's a he's a an all star level player. They have the best record in the conference, which people aren't paying any attention to right now. And um, and. And I, I, so that, that's the story here is that, that they've kind of been very quietly on the, uh, under the radar playing very well, led by him. I think of two players 
that you could compare them to body-wise is maybe Carl Malone and Leonard Truck Robbins. And that's it, right? Uh, Malone, yeah, uh, Truck's a Malone. good one. Got, yeah. Malone was 6'9", six, 6'10", six, first of all. We're talking that midsize, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah. Good one with Truck. Uh, tractor Trailer, who didn't make it through too well. He was another tractor, Robert Tractor Trailer. <laughs> one of my... Oliver Miller. Remember Oliver Miller? Yes, Arkansas. Oliver Miller, of course. And and uh, and another one who was a, maybe the best one of all in terms of, uh, and, he, and he did eat himself out of the league. And he was a good player while he would last it. Lonnie Shelton. Oh, yeah. And Sonic. on those championship Seattle teams, Lonnie Shelton, who was a major wide body, maybe his closest thing of all to, to but he didn't last. And he ate himself out of the league. Uh, I hope Zion's sensible enough not to do a thing like that. Well, I think so, of, for some reason, I just thought of Larry Bird from the aspect of, and I know you and I were both there, when Larry returned slimmer and trimmer with a new haircut at <laughs> media day. And we were like, oh, my God, Larry is feathering his hair. <laughs> he's using product. And, oh, by the way, he's like 20 pounds lighter. So I wonder if. And I think that's when Larry started to work with Direct with the back and Direct, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would assume that if Zion is going to last, he has to work with yoga, stretching, all kinds of various medicinal, physical therapy um, avenues, and they're out there. Maybe he should take a visit uh, with Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean it. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were being wise. Well, no. I no, mean, no, I mean, I'm right. just, I you hey, just, yeah. you're not wrong. You're not, that's <laughs> a very, that's, Bob, that's actually an excellent point. You know, because he's, and the guy what obviously you're doesn't about, need to get stronger. What you're talking about, right. And, and I, I'm sure it's, I'm, I mean, I, I think there's a solution out there. You make an excellent point. I think it's the, and I think it's the only way he's going to guarantee a, 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 a 10 or 12 year career, let alone, right. you know, and, and yeah. I hope he has it. But uh, so I think he's been a story and uh, that his people aren't fastening on yet. But I'm telling you, he's he's playing really great. And uh, and, and, and there, it, it, there's he's, he's a force of nature when he's going well. And and as far as I know, no skeletons in the closet. Right. No, I mean, not that I know. I mean, not that I know. People root for him. He seems like a good person and, and, and an admirable guy. Good. You know, your, your, your kids should be rooting for him. And now, um, you know, that's always a, a pleasant bonus. I just remember him blowing up a sneaker in college. Yeah! Like, wow! No, I've never that, seen that. that. Absolutely, that was a signature moment, almost in his in his Duke career. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a guy <laughs> that I think um, I know that you know well, and I, I I find him extremely entertaining. Sometimes people find him annoying. I can't believe he's still coaching. But Greg Popovich celebrated his 26th anniversary, and he had said. When the big fundamental goes, I go. Yeah. And this gray-haired hippie is still hanging around. Yeah, uh, I think similarly and way to our local septuagenarian mentor uh, down in Foxborough, he loves what he does. He loves the whole thing. I, I, I don't know that if he honestly sees on the horizon any return to true prominence with the group he's got now, or whether or not, I mean, he may, he may like these kids, you know, and to think that maybe we can get them straightened out and, and on the right path. But I just think he, I'm guessing that he just, cause I know Belichick's thing. I know, I mean, I'm guaranteed 
he just still loves every aspect of the job. And, and, uh, um, and, and of course he's got a new motivation that, you know, to show the world, you know, that he wasn't a, you know, that wasn't totally a product of, you know, who. So, okay. Um, no, Pop is a, a fascinating guy. You know, he, his whole background, uh, Air Force Academy, uh, did not play professional basketball, uh, uh, went on active duty, long rumored, no one can prove I want it to be true desperately that he may have involved engaged in some espionage while he was while he was on active duty. I love I want to love I want to believe that he's a certified onophile, by the way. You know, when you go out, he'll, he'll order the wine, though. So he'll take care of that. And uh, uh, and and, you know, it's quite highly political, definitely to left of center. Um, you know, um, no, 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 no hidden stuff there. Um, but the coaching. Uh, a record is, is, you know, is unassailable uh, to this point. And, uh, but uh, he is a fascinating guy. There's no question. He's outspoken and, um, and, and very much a, a, you know, authoritarian, shall we say, but, but a benevolent one in, in, in the end. I'm going to take a break from my conversation with Bob to tell you about our sponsor in LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word and then you're hiring. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash scribe. That's linkedin.com slash scribe to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Kyrie Irving lost his Nike endorsement. Is this the beginning of the end? Uh, well, he's, all, he's not the only one he's lost. I mean, no, I know, but Nike's big. I so love like when, Nike's I see Nike, when I see Nike, that's like. Did he fire a shot going out the door about other people, about the, uh, the nature of, of investments of other people's? He knows the criticism of Nike and the, and the, and the China connection and the labor sure. and all that. He knows that. And he, and, and, I, I, and he knows people are going to harp on that, but Nike. And, and the, but there's still Nike people left, of course. And, and, uh, and there's other people. You know, he, he's trying to go out, taking some kind of a high road in his mind, as always. And is it the end? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I, I I think that it's a, been a bad run for him in this regard. And, and he hasn't inquired anybody knew of any consequence that I know of. And I don't I don't foresee him doing that. No. I just think it's over. I think he's just going to fade away and it's going to end badly. And it's too bad because, like you said, he was a hell of a talent. Oh, he's an incredible. Not incredible. He's, but he's, a, he's an all time level player in certain ways. He's a tremendous player and, and, you know, he's, he's, he's living his life the way he wants to live his life. Let's just be honest. And he has a right to do that. And we have a right to uh, scrutinize it and, 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 you know, pose questions. Well, about I guess it's just sad the way I look at things now. Um, and especially in basketball, it's not so much points per game, but endorsements, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like how you measure stardom, right? I mean, yeah. is, is when you start to lose, and I understand, you know, the criticism of Nike, but when you start to lose that cachet, um, that's that's tough. That, that, that you gotta, I'm you not going to dismiss that team's 
yet. You're not yet. You're not ready. I'm not ready to. I kind of am. I should. They have nights when things happen. Now, um, yeah, they have nights when when things happen. Uh, Did they not have an incredible night the other night when they won with nobody? They won. They went down to their eighth people, man, and they still score. But you know, Claxton is not bad, and he gets better. He's young and he's getting better. Uh, I don't know if Harris will ever will ever get back to where he was before he got already missed a whole year. But uh, they got Seth Curry now. Once on uh, keeping him in lineup seems to be an issue too. But I I wouldn't be going oh goody goody we're playing the Nets in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't. My only I concern is I wouldn't. I, mean, I don't think we're going to get to that. You, we still get Durant, who we talked about last week. He balls every night. Um, it's just at seven games, you know, and that's like if I'm Kyrie's teammate, <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna, I need you for seven games, kid, and then okay, I'm going to need you for another. I, seven. I'm just not dismissing them. I, I'm not, you know, I, I unlike to say the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who I'm dismissing, but I'm not dismissing the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. I love talking about, and this is right in your wheelhouse, uh, when I fell in love with basketball, it was in 1974. You've heard this story before. But I fell in love in basketball in 1974 in the sixth grade in John Bernard's social studies class at the Mexico Main Elementary School, where we had unbelievable recess basketball games. Uh-huh. And we used to talk to who, my, my, my teacher, who's later my high school baseball coach, uh, John Bernard, who is an avid viewer and listener of this Zoom podcast. Uh, who writes me long letters about his opinions and why I'm wrong <laughs> um, uh, from uh, from his from Isthmus Road in Rumford, Maine. But like, he was the first guy that pointed out Paul Silas, and Paul Silas passed away at 79. Now, my at this stage of our lives now, like when John Havlicek passed away, I mean, I took that really hard, you know, like boyhood hero. And then when I saw Silas pass away, I mean, I cannot tell you how depressed I am because it just, it just marks, you know, the ending of an era. And I remember uh, my coach, Mr. Bernard, pointing out, like, just what he did for the game. This is a guy that was 6'5", who led the league in offensive rebounds. He won three NBA championships, two with the Celtics, one with the Sonics. Um, also went on to have a very good – 400 wins as a coach. I didn't know that. I knew oh, yeah. he coached a lot. I didn't know he had 400 wins. But just, I'm just so bummed. You know, I mean, he was one of my guys. Well, um, of course, I did have a personal relationship, and, and uh, I was aware that he was not doing well, and it was a matter of, you know, I'm surprised he maybe held on this long, okay? So um, uh, in that sense, I would, we were, you know, you're kind of preparing yourself, but when it happens, it's still, you know, it's jarring. It's, it's sad. Um, I'm, you know, my condolences to the family and all. And all. Um, he was very special to me. Um, 
I always say that my people ask me who's your favorite player and most uh, uh, interesting player, player. And I always say, well, the favorite player was Bird, and one A is Havlicek, but the most interesting personality, the combination package of everything ever covered was Dave Cowens, and that's still true. Where does Paul Silas fit in? Uh, Paul Silas, I probably had more deep conversations that did not involve basketball with Paul Silas than any player. I'm not probably, definitely, I had more of those with him uh, than, I, than any other player. Uh, this was a, 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 a well-rounded individual, um, uh, very perceptive man, uh, a proud black man uh, uh, who grew up uh, in uh, from. He was part of that diaspora. The family made. He was born in Prescott, Arkansas. They, like many hundreds of thousands of uh, black Americans, and in, in they moved from the south. In this case, to Oakland. He grew up in Oakland and went to McClyman's High School. The famous Bill Russell, Kurt Rob, Kurt Flood, Frank Robinson. Beta Pinson, he was a uh, he was in the next wave, um, and then went to Creighton. Well, but anyway, and where he, which is an interesting choice, <coughs> where he became a member of the very rare twenty twenty club, twenty points, twenty rebounds for career. Last one, by the way, was Kermit Washington. By the way, so the last two of them, I played for the Celtics. So anyway, um, but I I got to know right away. We hit it off. We just hit it off right away. And those in the days, see, people say, well, how do you get to know the player that well? <laughs> Today you couldn't do it. There's no possibility of building a relationship such as and we, all of us who covered the league in those days had with people on the teams we covered, uh, the, the, the social relationship, the, the, the uh, daily, day-to-day interaction was, was a much, much closer than, than it is possible to have today. And, uh, and so I got to know Paul Silas uh, very well. Uh, as a player, uh, he was a missing link to that team, as you know. The year before, they were good. They won 56. They got beat by the Knicks in the playoffs. And the guy that tormented them, the guy that that uh, they couldn't handle was Dave DeBusher. And I'm sure that Red Auerbach, when, when presented with the opportunity to get Silas, extort Silas from Phoenix, when he when Charlie Scott jumped back into the into the NBA and Phoenix had to negotiate with Red because they Red had his NBA rights from the draft in 1970, um, his chance to get Silas, who was going to serve as a the Busher deterrent. Well, was that he turned out to be that and a, a lot more. Um, the, the numbers are staggering when you look at it. I love this. The, in his four years, the, those teams just happened to be not it was a lot, many, many other reasons, but <laughs> 238 and 90. They won 56, 68, uh, 54, and 60. In, those, in his four years. <laughs> and they went to the conference finals four times and won it twice. And we all know, you know, would have won it in 73 if Havlicek didn't get hurt in that game against the Knicks. So um, he was integral to, to winning there. Um, but uh, offensive rebounding, of course, he was, he was a scientist and an artist. And uh, he complimented with an E and an I, Sil- uh, Cowens, very, very well. And, and uh, they were the best rebounding duo in the league. Um, but just having him around day to day on that team, uh, I, I labeled him the conscience of that team. And, and I'll, I'll stick with that. Yeah, I love that team. Well said, Bob Ryan. Well said, my friend. Uh, and it, it, it is now, if you try to explain to a young journalists the fact that Bob Ryan stayed at Paul Westfall's house during the 76 NBA <laughs> Finals with a Pat Riley hanging out by the pool because he was the 13th man or whatever. Right. I mean, just, right. it just doesn't happen anymore. I'll give you but one more. All, but I think also Silas also reflects or represents the basketball mind of the Celtics because how many of those guys became coaches with Silas, um, Cowens, Westfall, Westfall, Nelson, Nelly, Nelly, yeah. of course. 
Uh, Cheney. I forgot. Cheney was a hell of a coach. Yes, Cheney. All those, all those coaches. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you one little thing. Some fallout from from Silas, which I, I love when when Stephen Silas was named coach of the Rockets. Um, his son. It enabled his son. It enabled me to say that this is the first NBA coach that, with whom I played Nerf ball on my knees in his living room. <laughs> and I may be the I'm guessing I'm the only writer who can make that statement. I would think you might be right. I, I would think you might be right. All right, Bob Ryan. Great way to end the pod. Jeff will be back with us next week. We'll see you later, Bob.